Hey, Tigers fans, did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? Because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly soft pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, even for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website at phillypretzelfactory.com for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. So we got a third down and six from the 13. Johnson under center. Takes the handoff, takes it. Across the 15, across the 10, 5, and we finally have a Tigers touchdown. Wow, what a big, big touchdown there for the Tigers. Johnson rolls out. He's got a man open in the end zone. Touchdown! Tigers touchdown by Nick Stevens. Off tackle, Negraziano, luckily he was about to be down at the 25. He escapes 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! Man in motion is Giordano as Johnson rolls back. He's got a man wide open in the end zone. It is Rod Elf. He is in for the touchdown. He gets past the man at the 15. Across the 10. Breaks another tackle at the 5. He is in for the touchdown. Nick Stevens. Phil Graziano with a gain of 4 yards up the middle there. He has reached that magic 1,000-yard mark for the season. Johnson under center. Drops back. Rolls to the right. He's got a man deep downfield. It is caught by Giordano at the 10, 5, touchdown! Sullivan on the hold, Devin Hunter, high snap, it is blocked! It is blocked! No good! And knocked away! Oh boy! He meets the ball at the 40-yard line, it is a low line drive. Coming down to Graziano at the 15, across the 20. Across the 25, has a seam up the middle, 35, 30, 45, 40. Gets by Parkinson in midfield, 45, 40, 35, cuts to the outside, 30, 25, 20, 15, 10, 5, touchdown! This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. Calling tonight's game from high atop the 50-yard line in Harry Harvey Stadium in Newtown Square, Pennsylvania. Here's Steve Scolari, Chris McSweeney, and the legend, Bob Herpin. came into Harry Harvey Stadium last Friday evening and ran into a brick wall as the Tigers showed expert precision on defense and ball control on offense en route to a 14-7 victory, which put Marple Newtown in the thick of the hunt for a District 1 playoff berth. Well, it's one test down, one more to go this week as Garnet Valley comes to Newtown Square. The Patriots, Tigers, and Pencrest are all locked in a tie for second place in the Central League, and a Marple Newtown victory tonight will further its cause once again for conference supremacy. 
It's game number seven, home contest number four for Ray Junta's squad on a bitterly cold and rainy evening for football under the lights. Good evening, everybody. I'm Bob Herpin. Along with me is Steve Scolari at the controls, executive producer Jim Alsman. And my right-hand man, Chris McSweeney. Chris, your impressions of last week's rousing victory and what we can expect this time around. Well, last week for the Marple Newtown Tigers was a real, real good victory. It showed them controlling the ball, really establishing their run game. You continue to establish it, having Duffy, Ryan Duffy, number two, as a featured back, and then looking for White, Ryan White, and Mario Diaguardi to basically become the big playbacks out of the backfield, out of the wing tee. And then we also had a great special teams play last week from Ryan White, right off the start with a great kickoff return for the touchdown, which really, I thought, set the mood against Strathaven. Last year, the year before, they didn't score any points against Strathaven. So to get a play right off the bat from Ryan White in a special teams unit to score some points really kind of lifts some air off the shoulders of the Marple Newtown Tigers. Exactly. You are talking about that. It was a huge psychological advantage. The play only took about 23 seconds, but it drove a dagger through the center of the collective hearts of the Panthers and set the tone for the entire contest. And Strathaven, as I recall, only got their touchdown late in the fourth quarter, which is essentially a shutout, which is a stunning reversal right from the first game in 2008, which was a 36 nothing Strathaven victory here on Harvey Stadium. Well, the Tigers, 5-1 and one overall, 4-1 and one in the conference in a three-way tie for second place. With Garnet Valley and Pencrest, as I said in the opening, victory is absolutely huge. So what are we going to expect tonight out of the Marple Newtown defense, first of all? Well, I expect to see the line really playing and continuing to play really well. Players like Gregory getting through and stuff like that. And then also, I look for the maybe the secondary to pick up. Maybe make some tackles, maybe force some fumbles. Like you said, Bob, it's really wet, really rainy tonight, so the ball will be slippery. And with Garnet Valley running that triple option, I look for maybe the ball to pounce out, maybe spill on the ground and stuff like that. So between the linebackers, Kelly, and the safety, Duffy, really look for them to command the defense and make the defense aware of the ball might pop out tonight and create turnovers, really. Well, the weather conditions less than ideal. Perfect football weather, really. You just want to see them get down and dirty here on the turf. It's rainy, it's windy, it's dark. You're going to have to really pay attention to the ball, especially on kickoffs and punts, because that ball, once it gets up in the lights, you're going to have to look straight into the wind and straight into the rain coming down. So so that's exactly, there really is no advantage for either club tonight. So as we have the tri-captains for Garnet Valley and the dual captains for Marple Newtown coming at midfield for their handshake, we'll be back with the coin toss. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, the Marines. We are back to live action at Harvey Stadium. We just had the coin toss. Garden Valley has won the toss. <clears throat> like the received. Guys, shake hands and come on out. So there we have it. The Marble Newtown defense gets first crack to set the tone in this contest here on a dreary mid-October evening. And as you see right there at the midfield, close to the near sideline, as all the players on the sidelines jumping together, coming together as one. This is a huge contest. Basically the last... True test in this middle portion of the schedule before things get easier over the next couple weeks, Chris. Yeah, this is a really strong test tonight.
Hey, Tigers fans, did you know that only the Philly Pretzel Factory can make the Philadelphia Pretzel? Because they have authentic, genuine quality of a Philly Pretzel. They're always hot, always fresh, always a great deal. When I go to the Philly Pretzel Factory, I know I'm eating the original Philly soft pretzel. Bring them to a sporting event, a work party, even for a quick snack, and you can be sure that the Philly Pretzel Factory will deliver a pretzel of great taste and value. Stop in today at any of their locations, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Or visit their website at phillypretzelfactory.com for a complete listing of locations in the Delaware Valley. And remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. And we are back to live action here at Harvey Stadium. Marple Newtown versus Garnet Valley. And Chris, before we get uh, rolling here, you said that you had an interesting stat we were talking about in the pregame about Garnet Valley and their success on the road. Yeah, just by what you were talking about right before we went to commercial there, we were talking about how tonight would be a really tough test, and tonight will be a tough test. Garnet Valley are 5-1 and one on the year, and four of their five wins have come away from home. So they are 4-0 in the season, so they obviously don't get intimidated on the road. They obviously stick to their assignments and play well and play strong on the road. So this will be a tough test tonight, but it's, you want to play tough. You want to have a team come in and challenge you at home. So you want to show what you got, and I think the Tigers might be able to do that tonight. Suffice to say, Garnet Valley are the road warriors in the entire Central League. Exactly. And they'll get to test their medal right away. Adam Fender is about to meet the ball at the 40-yard line. Both teams have lined up. Back deep for Garnet Valley. It looks like it is Justin Pyle, number 14. Along with... Looks like number 34, Jeremy Irving. Fender approaches the ball. It's a high spiraling kick away underway. Coming down at the 15, across the 20, across the 25 and 30, and gets no further. Was well, Justin Pyle. Yeah, good stop there by the special teams, taking away the big play. They obviously know how much momentum can be swayed after them scoring a huge special teams play last season, right off last week, right off the kickoff. It so. looks like Garnet good Valley stop. tried to do a little bit of a, a column, like a, the one that accompanied Ryan White for his game starting touchdown last week. Right. But Marple Newtown did an excellent job once again busting that up. Yeah, they've probably seen it in practice, so they knew what was coming. Under center for Garnet Valley will be number 18, Mark McHugh. Two-man backfield. Two wide receivers, one to the left, one to the right. In motion, Ryan Woods, number one. It's a dump off in the flat to Woods. Way far out of his reach towards the near sideline, incomplete. Yeah, just one of those plays, really a timing play, and the timing was a little off. And maybe the weather has something to do with that. The ball didn't really come out right there. And also, not a big fan of that play, just personally. Because you're leaving a guy right out in the flat, basically to face three, four defenders. It's hard to imagine he's going to get more than one or two yards there. Right. Woods is one of their standout receivers, so maybe they just want to get the ball in his hands early Second and get him down. going. Jack McInerney now in motion. Two wide receivers split to the near side, both on the left. And we have a flag on the play. Looks like it may be false start. We'll get the call. That's what I believe it to be also, Bob. Dead ball. False start on the offense. Five-yard penalty. Repeat second down. Uh, Gunner Valley going backwards. Not what you want to see out of the offense. Good omen for the defense. Yeah, and a difficult night tonight with the weather. You can't really have personal fouls, uh, personal flags like that on your offense. And also, Garner Valley has uh, two guys, three guys in motion. A lot of these sets, sometimes uh, the focus is a little bit off. McHugh under center. It's a pitch to the outside. Marple Newton seems to have a guy sealed off around the 25. He gets no further. 
Really good gang tackling right there by the Tigers defense. Striegel was out there, Watkins was out there, and Gregory also. Ball carrier by number 27, Xavier Gibson. Third and long for Garnet Valley already. Good start so far by the Tigers defense. Inside the minute to play here in this first quarter. No score, Marple Newtown defending first. Looks like the Tigers have made a defensive adjustment to this triple option maybe. Johnny not in the backfield right now. Johnny Watkins in. Looking like he's going to have that safety blitz. McHugh drops back. He's looking. He's got a man downfield. It is complete out in the flat to Jack McInerney at about the 32-yard line, and he doesn't get to the 35. Yeah, McInerney making a good catch, but right there to make the tackle was Ryan White. Well short of the first down, so we will have a punt change of possession. Real good start there by the Tigers. Dan Akion back to punt. He is ending at his own 20-yard line. Back deep for Marple Newtown is Ryan Duffy, as he usually is at the 27-yard line. Ball is snapped. The punt is away. It's low-hanging spiral. Bounces at the 40-yard line. Going backwards to the 35, across the 30. And finally picked up by McInerney at the 27-yard line. Bob, I just want to talk about the defense there, really coming out and making a statement. On a night like this, tonight with bad weather, you know, rain, kind of a slow day, and earlier starts the game and not a lot of crowd here, a lot of noise, really important for the defense to get out there and make a statement and kind of pick the team up, set the offense up. Right, you are, Chris, and they did a good job of not being fooled by the constant motion on every single down of that first series. Yeah, very good point. Kevin Johnson under center for the first time for Marple Newtown. Two-man backfield, Duffy and White. Diaguardi in motion. It's handoff to Duffy. He goes up the middle across the 30. Across the 35, still pushing his way on his feet. And he's dragged down to 36. Yeah, a tackle there by number 37, Eric Warden. And, Bob, right there we see the example of Duffy really becoming the feature back, the first down back in this offense. We saw it a lot last week, and we're continuing to see it. There's no quit in this young man. Three more yards on the extra effort. I think, Bob, tonight is a big night for Kevin Johnson to continue what he's been doing. He's been under control all season, and I think tonight's really good with the weather. I expect big things from him tonight. Gain of seven. It'll be second down and three. 9.47 to go first quarter. Marple Newtown's opening drive. Johnson under center. Fake hand up to Diaguardi up the middle to Duffy. He gets up across the 40. Well enough for the first down. So there we go. Marple Newtown moving the chains already. Yeah, number 31 there, Tom D'Alonzo in on the tackle. He's the... Jaguars leading tackler on the season with 68 stops, making it now 69. Well, even if you are one of the lights of the Central League, you have to be able to stop Marple Newtown's forward progress on this wing T offense. Otherwise, you're not going to get anywhere. Strathaven learned a painful lesson last week. Exactly. First and 10 from the 40-yard line. Diaguardi once again in motion. Duffy and White in the backfield. Johnson is rolling. He finds a man in the flat. Diaguardi, it is incomplete. Possibly dropped out there on the far sideline around the 43-yard line. Yeah, Mike McGrath, number 32 in the coverage, but I believe that was all on Diaguardi. The ball was there. He just couldn't bring it in. Looks like he might have turned to go upfield a half second before he brought the ball in all the way. Yeah, he may have felt the pressure and took his eyes a little off the ball. Be right, Bob. In any case, second down and 10 for the Tigers. Still a smart passing play in this weather to get Roll Johnson out. He's comfortable out rolling out and throwing the ball. Especially rolling out to the left. Right. Vince Christiana in. The lone wide out. It's a handoff to Diaguardi off tackle. He's met driven backwards at the 40-yard line. 
He's lucky if he got forward progress back to the line of scrimmage. Yeah, Eric Warden really coming through the hole there, number 37, making the stop, the linebacker. Well, sometimes it doesn't always work exactly according to plan. Yeah, the offense has been really good in the past couple of weeks, so you expect a couple of hiccups here and there. It's hard to stay this perfect. They did give him a yard on that one generously, so third down and nine for Marple Newtown. Vince Christiana once again, the lone wideout split near side to the left. Duffy and Diaguardi take their spots in the backfield. Diaguardi in as a blocking back. Johnson rolls out this time to the right towards the near sideline. He's going to take it himself across the 40. Tries to feel his way across the 45 and dragged all the way forward near midfield. Let's see where he gets on the spot. It'll be real close. Inside of a yard it looks as Johnson did an excellent job of just on the delay, waiting for his blockers and feeling his way upfield. Cole Lavelle, number 87, making the stop right there. It appears... Judging by the spot of the ball, it will be one yard short. Yeah, interesting decision here, right? Almost at the 49-yard line midfield. They're going to bring in number 21, Billy Weirling, and elect a punt, which I think is a smart play. The result of the punt, you'll pin him deep, Bob. Do you agree? And Billy Weirling has done an excellent job of knowing how to hit the coffin corner yeah, he really over has. the last couple of years. So it will be a punt formation. Weirling back at his own 35. We have a Marple Newtown timeout as they will think things over. We'll keep it right here. Encouraging signs for the Tigers on both offense and defense in the early going. Yeah, I think on that last play when Johnson kept the ball, there was an option because White was making the run down deep and almost got past the secondary. And like we said in the pregame and last week also, we talked about him becoming the big play receiver, running back, kick return specialist on this team. So maybe there was an option for him. But Johnson was a smart move. There was a little bit of coverage, so he kept the ball and still got at least like, nine yards. looks like Christiana uh, in, in the early going is also acting like the perfect decoy. Right, right. He's usually running 20 yards downfield on a button hook or a post. Yeah. Just in case Johnson does uh, find something broken, he can roll out to either side. It's good to know the option is there. As coming out of the timeout, Weaverling is still back for the punt. One man back for Garnet Valley appears to be number 15, Kyle Moore. It's a bad snap. Way over Weaverling's head. He's going backwards at the 20, at the 15, picks it up. Boots it off the side of his foot near midfield. Yeah, not a good special teams play right there. For referees the are blowing the, the play dead just, just on Garnet Valley's side of the field at the 48. Yeah, pretty much a net of three yards on that special teams play right there, Bob. Not what you want to see here. It's not uncommon to find these problems on a, on a, when a nor'easter is raging in the <laughs> northeast under the lights. Exactly. As we said, you know, it really doesn't favor either team. And well, Billy Weaverling, we have no uh, reason to believe that he and the special teamers won't get that ironed out in the future. But once again, a little bit of a test for Marple Newtown's defenses. Here we go. First and ten. Lone wideout is Jack McInerney. Three-man backfield. McHugh hands it off up the middle to Alex Warden. He feels his way across the 50, down to the 45, still on his feet, dragged forward for a couple extra yards. Yeah, Steve DiMaria in on the stop there. Alex Warden on the season has 58 rushes, now 59, and also three touchdowns. He's their leading rusher with regards to carries and yards so far. Looks like he got close to the first down, at least nine. We'll see where they get the official spot on that ball. And he needed to get to Marble Newtown's 42. 
Yeah, taking a little while change. to spot the ball tonight, Bob, with the referee dousing it off with a towel. Second and inches. Three wide receivers set, one man in the backfield. McEwen motion, tries to take it himself. It's a pitch to the outside. The ball is loose. It's on the turf. They're going for it. Who's got it? It was a botched pitch to Warden on the outside. And a swarm of players from either side converged at midfield. Still waiting on the officials right here. Ryan first, pumping his fist as if he knows something that we don't. I believe they're going to give it back to the Jaguars. Christian Whiteside was right there. That right there, Bob, is a prime example of something we talked about in the get-go. With the weather being so bad, that triple option is going to be hard to run tonight. It's hard already, but with the wet conditions, the ball's slippery. And you don't—you really do not want to be any further than maybe two yards apart when that ball is released, and you want to keep your eye on the ball, even if there's three guys bearing down on you ready to smack you as soon as you grab it. Right. So third down and eight. Ball a hair to the Garnet Valley side of midfield. McHugh drops back. He's got a man over the middle. It is complete to Kyle Moore at the 42, and he just dragged down so easily a first down there for Garnet Valley. Yeah, Carl Kosarski making a stop there from his linebacker position. And they give it to him at the 41-yard line, so it is indeed a first down for Garnet Valley. 6.07 to go first quarter. Marple Newtown nothing. Garnet Valley nothing. The Jaguars are driving. Moore basically just finding a hole right in the in between the linebackers there, basically acting as a tight end instead of a wide receiver. One wide receiver split wide to the right. One man in the backfield. It is Warden. He gets the handoff, feels his way up the middle, across the 35, down to the 30, close to another first down. Yeah, number 50, Kelly, from his middle linebacker spot, making the, stat, the tackle there. So the Jaguars flexing their collective muscles for the first time on offense after a uh, less-than-stellar opening drive. A couple of times we're seeing the Tigers line get through with linemen like Gregory and stuff like that, which we've seen all year. But with it being so wet and slippery, once he gets by the guy, it's kind of hard to catch his feet back and recover. He's skidding a little bit. Ryan first out. Johnny Watkins back in. Ryan Woods. Lone wide out. Wide to the left this time. It was going to be a handoff up the middle to Warden, but play is blown dead, indicating false start. Dead ball. False start on the offense. Five-yard penalty. We'll repeat second down. Second penalty on the Jaguars' offense so far. Anything to help the defense for Marple Newtown? Yeah, a couple players might be a little antsy tonight. Of course, big game. Strange conditions, football-like weather. Right. Two wide receivers now to the left. It's a fake handoff to Warden. Out in the flat for Ryan Woods. Incomplete off his hands. Once again, that timing play was just uh, off by about a half a second. Yeah, the second time they've tried to run that, and both times Watkins has been out there and had it in coverage, even if Woods does make the catch. Well, uh, especially if Woods, trying making the catch, spun all the way around and did a 180. His back was to uh, the defenders. That could spell trouble as well. I know you and I, Bob, we've watched the maturation and growth of Watkins as a cornerback throughout the season. He's really playing well. Scary, scary quickness. Right. And, of course, he's got, uh, and I say this really with a tongue-in-cheek, one confirmed kill in the, in the Conestoga game. <laughs> Very true. So he can hit hard and alter the course of a contest. Hand off to Warden, tries to feel his way off tackle. Gets up across the 35, down to the 30. It's going to result in another first down for the Jaguars. Yep, he just kind of spun himself and spilled forward for another three or four yards across that first down marker. They seem to be running in almost a slow motion kind of 
slow attack for the Jaguars' rushing offense so far. I know. Not it's, the it, fastest. It's kind of deceiving. It's it's almost like a confidence game with their running because they come up to the line with a, with a drill sergeant's efficiency. Mm-hmm. They lock down very quickly. And there's a lot of guys uh, in motion back and forth, and you never know where the ball's going to come. As you see McHugh fake a handoff, he tries to take it to the outside and does as he dives across the 25 near the 20. Yeah, he made some good yards there. Whiteside hit him on the far side, and then he made some positive yards after the first hit, which is good for a quarterback to make. Unlike Marple Newtown, Garnet Valley does not sell the fake very well. What they do is they try to catch the defense off guard with their constant motion. They've had one guy, sometimes two players in motion before the snap. Yeah, they, they move the ball around well, too. Instead of, as we would maybe run with Duffy for four or five times in a row, they split it up, too. Go to several running backs. Lately, they have been going to Alex Warden. But a bit he is in the backfield once again. Fumbled snap. McHugh picks it up off the turf, tries to push his way forward, and maybe gets a yard or two. Yeah, well, just another example right there of the quarterback center exchange just slipping through. And smart move by McHugh to just cover up the ball and get the next down. Coming up on a third down and four, 3.33 to go. First quarter, Marple Newtown, Garnet Valley, no score. Garnet Valley driving. So this is an excellent example right now, the first chance the defense has to bend but don't break here. We're going to get another get a timeout by the Jaguars. Garnet Valley, it's first timeout of the half. And with that, we'll take a quick break. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. There are those who dedicate themselves to a sense of honor, to a life of courage, and a commitment to something greater than themselves. They have always defended this nation and each other. They still do. The few, the proud, Late first quarter, 3.20 remaining here in the opening quarter. Marble Newtown nothing, Garnet Valley nothing. The Jaguars are driving. They are facing a third down and four. Yeah, an important third down right here for the Jaguars. They've done so so far. They've done well in this drive so far. Pushed themselves back in one play, but they've managed to recover. And they are at the 22. They need to get to the 18 to continue this drive. Three men in the backfield. Hand off to Warden this time. It's Pardon me, that's... Marcellus Irving. Yeah, Mar- Marcellus Irving, another big running attack on the Jaguars team. But Gregory right there getting through the hole as he's done so long this season. He gets to the 20. No further, so. Fourth and two. Interesting call here. Yeah, this is tough right here. It's a big decision. Not a lot of faith given the conditions in the kicking game as it happens at this level. It just might be easier for the quarterback to either keep it himself or to hand it off right here. And McHugh is under center once again. Man in motion is Kyle Moore. Takes his position behind the quarterback. It's a handoff to Warden up the middle. He does get the first down. Finally pile driven down at the 15. Yeah, the offensive line for the Jaguars really creating a big hole right there, and Warden had that one easily on the fourth down. Good conversion for the Jaguars. Sometimes you need to get that defensive line right in the backfield as soon as that snap exactly. is made in order to make that stop. At this time, that did not happen. Yeah, it did on the play before, and then that play right there, the, I'm assuming the Jaguars' offensive line really just stepped up and understood the situation. First and 10 from the 15 for the Jaguars, 2-16 remaining opening quarter. It's a pitch to the outside. To Irving, across the 10, the 5, and touchdown. 
He was virtually untouched for the entire run there, Chris. Yeah, I mean, kind of the first time they really run, ran that pitch play the whole drive. Everything on the, else on the drive was kind of in between the tackles, and then all of a sudden they get the speedster Irving on the outside, and he's met. He's been in the end zone four times already this year, and now make it five, so he knows what he's doing. Really nice play. And it goes in the books as a 15-yard run for the first score of the contest. Dan Akion on for the extra point. High snap. But it is away, and it is... Perfect through the uprights. So Garnet Valley gets the drop with 2.09 remaining first quarter. They go ahead 7-0. And with the change of possession, we'll take another quick break. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. You're listening to the Tigers Radio Network on www.MarpleNewtownFootball.com. The Tigers Radio Network is brought to you by the Philly Pretzel Factory, Visit any other locations throughout the Delaware Valley, including Broomall, Springfield, Media, Folsom, and Bryn Mawr. Remember, if it's not from the Philly Pretzel Factory, it's not a real pretzel. The United States Marine Corps. The few, the proud, the Marines. Visit them on the web at marines.com. And the Marple Newtown Football Alumni Association. For more information about the Alumni Association, email them at mnfootballalumni at comcast.net or visit their link on our website at www.marplenewtownfootball.com Back to live action here at Harvey Stadium for the kickoff. Akion squibs it. It hits the turf at the 45, bounces to the 40, the 35, to the 30. It's finally taken up by Marple Newtown and dragged down at the 36. Seven-yard line? Let's see. Well, you know, the referees are doing a good job of hiding the ball, trying to dry it off between every down. I know. They're running their own wing tee out there right now. And they give it to the at the 38-and-a-half-yard line now. Christiana was the up back. He took that ball there. Duffy in the backfield. Also Ryan White. Johnson under center. Johnny Watkins in for protection. It's a fake handoff to Duffy. Gets to Watkins. He tries to get to the outside. He's forced into a wall of Garnet Valley tacklers at the 36. So that's going to be a loss of two. Yeah, really good pursuit there by the Tigers, by the uh, excuse me, Jaguars defense. They've obviously aware of that end around play from Watkins. Just a quick recap: Marcellus Irving capped a long Garnet Valley drive with a 15-yard touchdown. With just over two minutes to go in this quarter, as we tick away late in this opening period, seven nothing for the Jaguars. That is a loss of two indeed for Johnny Watkins. The first touch of the game for him. Second down and 12. Matt Gregory in offensively this time. Diaguardi the blocking back. Two men in the backfield. Johnson tries to fake to the outside, but he gets it to Diaguardi. He goes up the middle, bounces off a tackler at the original line of scrimmage, and let's see, does he get to the 40? Number 37, Eric Warden coming in with a tackle there from his linebacker position. And Diaguardi does, in fact, get back to the line of scrimmage. The line for the Jaguars is really uh, stuffing the run right now, Bob. Making well, you're right. They're not, they're not uh, fooled at all by the ball fakes of Kevin Johnson. Right. I don't know if maybe it's harder to fake the ball with the wet conditions, with the ball being slippery, maybe showing it a bit more than normal. It's also a little bit harder to execute it very quickly because you need to have short footing. Right. right Ryan White. White in motion. Three-man backfield now for Marple Newtown. Johnson drops back. He's rolling to the right, looking downfield, looking like he's going to take it. 
forced to the sideline, breaks a tackle at the 38. He's been, he's driven backwards. So this will be another loss. Yeah, number 32, Mike McGrath. And that was basically the same play we saw earlier. This time it was Christiana making the wide receiver run up the field that we saw White make. Kind of an option read if Johnson wants to throw it, he can, but if he wants to keep it, Bob, and twice he's kept it. Fourth down play here as we come to the end of the first quarter. Marple Newton has the ball. We'll take a quick break with his score. Garnet Valley 7, Marple Newtown nothing. You're listening to the Tigers Video Network on MarpleNewtownFootball.com. This is the Tigers Radio Network, and you're listening to exclusive coverage of the Marple Newtown Tigers on www.marplenewtownfootball.com. 